When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, Port Adelaide season gets underway Saturday week, Rooch. Looking forward to this. It's going to be a cracking game. Gets off at, uh, kicks off at five past four at the Adelaide Oval when they take on the Brisbane Lions, who many are saying are favourites for the flag. To find out how the club's travelled over the last summer period or Christmas period, let's welcome their CEO, Matthew Richardson. Richo, thank you for your time. Good on you, guys. Hi, Kim. Hi, Rich. And Happy New Year as well. Hey, Richo, when... What would you call the pre-season form? Indifferent? Uh, does that affect you as the head of the operation? Um, look, I mean, when you say indifferent, uh, obviously, you're, you know, we had a, um, a disappointing performance in our practice match uh, last week against Fremantle. But, you know, on the whole, um, I would say, you know, it hasn't really been reflective of our pre-season. We've had a, had a really solid summer period. Um, preparation has been really good. Um, they've been, you know, we've made quite a few changes and, you know, I think like anything when you're trying to mould together, uh, you know, some of that change in a new group um, and some players at different points, um, yeah, there, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, the group would have liked to have played better against Fremantle. But on the whole, we've had a, we've had a really strong summer and, you know, we're going into, into the start of the year with, um, you know, great confidence and belief in our group. Just on that, where where are you with the pre-season? Would you like to see an old pre-season cup again, like we used to have, or are you happy with the format? You won't let go, will you? No. Well, what? It's, well, people are judging. Well, it's interesting. I think it's better when you're playing for something, and and now, like, I I don't think your pre-season forms that bad. I don't play a lot, lot of credence into what we've seen so far, but a lot of people are. So I thought maybe if there was a bit more hanging on the games. You know, maybe. Uh, well, I, I think that's where it's, you know, that's where the gather rounds come from really, isn't it? Mm. Is that the season now is getting longer. Um, so we're actually playing more in-season games. And um, so you know, there's probably not the need for the uh, the pre-season competition, as you, um, as you mentioned. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of the training now that they do is match simulation, albeit it's not against opposition. So, um, you know, I, I think that's probably the trend where, you know, this year we're playing an extra game already with 23 games. And I think the sooner we get into the real stuff, the better. Matthew, I've heard you often say that Port Adelaide embraces expectation and expectation's gone in wild directions through this preseason. At the beginning, it was Port Adelaide had to make a grand final. Then it was Port Adelaide is a well, top four on, side. That was Cane Corns I'm and David talking about King. the expectation. Yeah. Now it is... Pre-season four means they'll be lucky if they make the eight. What's the expectation at Alberton? Yeah, I mean, look, everyone has their external views and opinions, and that's you know that's what drives the industry in a lot of ways. Our expectation is, you know, we talk about expectation lives here, where we've got really high expectations of ourselves, and and none of that's changed. As I said earlier, we you know we've got real confidence in our list. We've made some changes in the program, which, uh, from what I've seen, it, it, it's been, um, you know, been a really strong preparation. So, yeah, you know, like our expectation is, we is that, um, you know, really we've got to we've got to get away to 
a really good start. We've got high mm. expectations, but it's a long year, and you've you've got to focus on the things that you can, can, can that are in your control, not the things that are on the outside. Uh, two years ago, you released a uh, well, it was a bold approach, a strategic vision called Chasing Greatness. Can we revisit that? One of the uh, items was a hundred thousand members. How are you tracking there? Two years on. Yeah, so I talked about this at the AGM, Kim, where, you know, in any business, there's, uh, you know, we build a strategic plan coming out of COVID. And if you think about, you know, you go back two or three years, there was so mm. much uncertainty. Um, and, you know, we very deliberately built a strategic vision, which is always ambitious and aspirational. And our aspirational vision was if we could build an era, because football clubs get measured in eras, could we build an era that, you know, rivaled anything that our club had done before. And there were there were five pillars in that strategy, and mm. that hasn't changed. The first one, of course, is win premierships. That's what um, we're here to do. And uh, if you look at, you know, what's the aspirational target in, in a number of years' time if we achieve that, first of all, obviously, we've, we've got to win. So that's the focus. The second pillar was around growth and growth in membership and the aspirational target around 100,000 memberships. And... Mm. You know, I would say we're, we we probably plateaued in the last couple of years. Again, mm. you've got COVID in there, which has impacted it. But really positively, last year, we picked up 50,000 new fans in the previous four years. Last year, in six months, we picked up 50,000 new fans through AFLW. So there's a real regeneration and growth coming there. The community pillar would sit through the middle of our strategy, which is the way I talk about that is in two ways. One is it's who we are and where we're from. So the $30 million investment at Albert and Oval and what we're transforming Albert and Oval into with the museum and the experience for our members, but also um, world-class facility for our players is well underway. And then, of course, the amazing work our community team do out in the community is, uh, is going beautifully. The fourth pillar was around growth because we have to grow commercially in order to fuel the ambition that we've got. And... We're in a stronger, we've never been in, um, you know, we've got four um, committed long-term major partners. Our club has never been in that position, so that's on track. Then it was about the transformation of Albert and Oval. I would say that's ahead of schedule. And then the final piece was around, I guess, you know, originally it was about debt. We've, we've I guess, lifted our eyes and said, well, look, we'll, we've paid $6 million off our debt in two years. Um, we'll continue that, but also really importantly, we're now starting to think about, well, how do we actually build commercial assets so that, um, you know, we build a really powerful commercial business that then fuels the rest of what we're doing. So I think in any strategic vision, it is sort of a marker that um, mm. for the future in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And, you know, some in some of those areas, we're ahead of schedule. Some of them we're behind, but it's something that we constantly come back and check ourselves on and 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 mark ourselves internally on. Okay, well, how are we how are we tracking against these measures, and how do we um, iterate in order to um, achieve those targets over time? And reality is, you're only two years into the five year plan. Uh, where are you at with uh, members? What's the number now? And how can people yeah, get so on board? Can... How can people get on board? Just as importantly. Yeah, of course, on our on our website at portadelaidefc.com. Um, membership is we're about par with last year, um, which we're we're pleased with. Um, interestingly, there's a you know we're we're up in terms of eleven game and season ticket of membership, which is where the where the yield is. And 
you know, I think there is, if we look at our ticket sales also going into the first few games, our ticket sales are trending up on what they've been the last, certainly last year. And I, I think, you know, that's not, um, the, you know, this time last year there was just so much, you know, apprehension around COVID. So I think there's some real excitement around the start of the season, people looking at getting back to the back to the footy. We've got a, tr- a strong start, obviously, with Brisbane on a Saturday twilight showdown round three into gather round and then uh, Anzac round. So we've got a really strong sort of six weeks that'll, um, you know, give our people plenty to look forward to. So do you have a membership number now or where you're at? Uh, a membership, I have, well, we're on about par from last year, which I think is about, at the moment, it's about 52,500. Okay. And the redevelopment of Albert and Oval, you said you're on, on track. Are there any hiccups there or is it going along nicely? Uh, no, we, we had a little bit of hiccup just before Christmas. I learned a fair bit about contaminated soil. Turns out all those spectator mounds that um, we used to stand on in the outer, um, importantly, no one's at risk, but because those mounds got built probably 100 years ago, they um, they got whatever construction rubble they could find back in those days. So we had to, that slowed us up by probably, it's probably cost us about eight weeks, but oh. that's been resolved now. And the, um, and the foundations are for the extension of the um, training centre are going down and we should be stage one, which will allow our admin and football programs to get back into the uh, admin and training centre, should be done by about July and um, the full redevelopment will be complete by hopefully sort of mid-October, early November. So, um, you know, we're, we're progressing really well there and, of course, our, our new social club, the precinct, opened in, in June, July last year and, and that's tracking, tracking along really well. Matthew, your club president, David Kosh, was very strong. And any time the question's going to be asked about Ken Inkley this year, it's all about August is when the decisions are being made. How challenging is that going to be to stay on agenda when results always determine how the script is played out outside the footy club? Yeah, look, I, I, I think first and foremost, we're all really on, really connected and on the same page internally. And as I said a little bit earlier, you we can't get drawn into hypotheticals and think too far ahead in terms of what's going to happen in you know June, July, August. Even we just have to stay really, let's just stay really in the present and focus on what we're doing now. And that's absolutely what we're doing. Um, you, you can't be half in in this game. You need to be all in, and that's absolutely what what we are. We've got, as I've said earlier, we've got great confidence in our list and the, not just our list, but our whole program. I think we've got a, an excellent program led by Ken and Chris Davies and Jason Cripps as list manager. Um, that's been built every year. You've just got to, in this game, you've got to keep getting better and better. And um, because everyone else is getting better around us, I'm really confident that, you know, we're in a better position right now than we were this time last year. Uh, we've certainly got more players to pick from from round one, which is good. Um, but, um, yeah, we've just got to internally, we've just got to stay really um, in the present and, and our focus is on getting away to a, a strong start to the season. Matthew, when you talk about your commercial strength is bigger than ever before in Port Adelaide's history, where does China stand now? Because you pitched yourself pretty hard to find new, new coin in China. And then we had COVID mm. stop you playing there. Where does China sit in your strategy these days? Yeah, look, I mean, I think there's a whole lot of stuff in the world that's changed that is just out of our control. Um, but, but I think if you, you know, there's probably two things I'd point to there. One is uh, it, it's a mindset and an attitude as much as anything else. If you can, if you can think up something that big is going and playing a game for premiership points, yeah. um, 
in Shanghai and deliver it as we did, um, you can do anything. So, you know, I think from a mindset and an attitude, it, it says, wow, this is a progressive, forward-thinking club that's bold, it has ambition. Mm. And the other thing is that, you know, our major partner is MG. They're, they're on an amazing journey. We're really um, proud to be on that journey with them. And they're, you know, they're owned by the second biggest um, motor vehicle manufacturer in the world, which uh, SOIC, which is, is China's own. So, um, you know, I think it was, it's was it been an important part of that journey. No one could have foreseen what was going to happen in 2020, 2021 mm-hmm. with COVID. But... It's um you know it, it's played a role played a really important role in in having us in the position that we're in. We had to like everyone we had to pivot during COVID um, pretty quickly. We got into a mindset of you know how do we use this as a um, as an advantage and and try and try and spring out of COVID and uh, um, in a really positive way. And I, and I think um, we we you know we'd say that we, we've certainly done that. We've narrowed the focus in our business, and it's um, at the moment the business is in really good shape, and it's it's about um, it's about making that count on field. Of course, AFLW's accelerated. That's had a really significant impact on the club, not just commercially, but in ter- and in members, but just culturally in terms of what that's done for our football club. That, that um, was so, my next question. Know, there's a lot of things to look forward to. <laughs> that was my next question. How has the dynamic of the club changed with the addition of the AFLW program? Not just the girls that are playing, but the additional staff as well. Yeah, look, I think it, number one, you know, this is a football club that's 152 years old and 151 of those years it's been men playing. So to have women now to um, be playing and representing a Port Adelaide football club, I mean, one of the most significant moments I had last year was sitting at the back of a press conference where you've got, uh, you had Erin Phillips, Juliet Haslam and Lauren Arnell speaking mm. and they are the Port Adelaide football club. Symbolically, that's powerful. And then the um, you, you see the shift in, in game day and the young families and the girls. You know, we had 22,500 at that showdown at Adelaide Oval was extraordinary. But then to see Albert and Oval starting to come to life with AFLW games and um, that will, with the redevelopment, that will go to another level. Um, it's just had our, our partners, the shift in membership. And then, you know, inside our organisation, we've got incredible women um, who... Uh, um, you know, just to see the way that they've grown and em- embraced it. Um, so just from a diversity perspective, it's, um, it's so in, at every level, it's been really significant for our, for our footy club. And you know, I'm not sure the great vision of the first night the girls trained mm. where hmm. Tommy Jonas and the whole group were there and they welcomed the girls onto the, onto the ground and um, just to see the way the groups work together. Now, at the moment, we're all across and... Uh, in the old Williams heritage, just a Williams stand, and you know the groups are the groups are pretty much together. So um, at every level, it's it's been really significant, and it will um you know it is transforming our football club. Matthew, has the Port Adelaide board come up with its view on Tasmania and expansion to nineteen teams yet? Uh, yeah, we have. I think it, that position has been really clear that it, it's you know at the whole we think it's the right thing to do for football. But um, it, it does uh, it does need a new stadium. I, I think the way that um, fans love travelling around the country, the stadiums that they get to travel around the country to are world class. And you know, I think the vision for um, Macquarie Point down in um, down in Hobart is is amazing if they can make that happen. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I know the AFL are doing a lot of work on that at the moment, and once that's um, completed, they'll then bring that back to the clubs. But um, you know, on in principle, yeah, our board is, is supportive of it. Richo, we really appreciate your time. We wish you all the best for season 2023. Uh, big game, round one, taking on Brisbane gets underway at five past four. If you're not a member of Port Adelaide, get onto their website now. Join up, support your club. Let's hope we get fifty thousand plus there. Good luck, Richo. Good on you. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Rooch. Matthew Richardson, he's a, he's a beauty, Rooch. Um, 50,000, we've got to get that there. Very candid about the health check, too, with yep. the vision from before. Did yep. we actually get a number on what, same as last year? They would. That means they would be tracking around 54, 55. 55. Three, yeah. three years to go to work on that.